there's a potentially huge storm coming where I live and I want to get all this and so well, big storm coming and there might be a power outage. So yeah. Anyway, this is a special episode that will be put up in lieu of a regular episode due to a number of stuff. And it is also chock full of like Marvel Netflix series spoilers. So if you haven't if you haven't caught up to everything yet, uh Daredevil season one and two Jessica Jones and it's on the uh Smeagol. If you haven't uh, watched all of that yet, as well as uh, the first four episodes of Cage and you know, Square and all that. <laughs> but yeah, please enjoy. Yesterday was September 30th, and Luke Cage dropped on Netflix. And. Mm. I asked you what we were going to record about tomorrow, and you were like, I don't know, hold on. And then I was like, let's just talk about Luke Cage, and then you were like, yeah. <laughs> Almost verbatim from the G-chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we watched four episodes, right? Yep. And uh, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's really pretty good. damn good. I like it a lot. Thank God. Like every time a new one of these shows comes out, I'm like, please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. Yeah. Well, every time a new one comes out, I'm like, this is like my new favorite. Mm-hmm. Daredevil came out, and that was amazing because I'm not sure that was before any expectations were set. But yeah, I want to say if anything, expectations were pretty low. When Daredevil first came out, I don't think they were low. I think when people saw the trailers, they were like, "That looks cool." Yeah, the trailers helped. Like the first thing I I can remember is like people seeing the costume and being like, "Blech." And then you know there was always the whispers of, "Oh God, please don't let this be like the Affleck film." Yeah, I feel like I didn't really hear that. I felt like I I just. It dropped, and then everyone was a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just, we all knew what they were capable of when they dropped Jessica Jones, and then Jessica Jones came out. Uh, I, there was still some unease with Jessica Jones because of the subject matter. There was? Is, for me. For me. Because uh, the subject matter is grisly. And they did not. They did not turn away from it. No, but I mean, in general, we all expected it to be good, mm. and it was. Yeah. Uh, and then Daredevil t- season two came out, and God damn. And we all kind of, at this point, we've just expected the, the, uh, you know, the bar is set, and we didn't expect them to go under it, but. I was I was a bit uneased as I was like, okay, please don't let this just be Shane from The Walking Dead in the Punisher t-shirt. And <laughs> God damn, he blew that shit clear out of the water. Oh, yeah. He was he so good. killed it. He, oh. st- he stole that season. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was great. 
the whole thing was great. Mm-hmm. Beautiful show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so, and then uh, you know, I think by the time season two came out, we already had known that Luke Cage and uh, they kind of laid out their plans like Luke Cage and then Iron Fist and mm-hmm. then Defenders. Oh, is that what they're calling them? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, you heard the Defenders, right? Um, I feel like I should know <laughs> off the top of my head. Okay, so this is my, like, my experience with the Defenders is a Twisted Toy Fair Theater. <laughs> and in that version, I want to say it was like... Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. like I want to say it was like Vision or the Silver Surfer, and like I don't re- remember. Oh, this, and Daredevil, I think. This that's a weird lineup. I think it's going to be different considering this uh, series of shows has been about the street level heroes. Oh yeah, well that's with a given. We already. We specifically know who they are already. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's been established that if uh, if you can't fly or jump more than two stories, you ain't getting the movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think Spider-Man can jump two stories, but... Uh, I think he can. He can make the difference with his webbing. He can jump way more. I'd say... Oh, yeah. What was it? I found out um, it was through one of those, like, top 10 type deals but uh yeah apparently spider-man's a lot stronger than uh what is it he he has more strength than he kind of like puts out specifically when he's fighting well i know when he's fighting like thugs he has to hold back a little bit yeah apparently uh maybe this is the one good thing to come out of superior spider-man uh, in one of the earlier fights, Doc Ock is Doc Ock is fighting somebody, and he punches him. He doesn't, you know, not realizing how much Spider-Man normally holds back and like shatters a dude's jaw. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I think it was established a long time ago that he's got the proportionate strength and speed. So yeah, well, I don't know. It it gets played down i think in some ways and like you never see the strength being put on full display at the most i've seen him lift up the lift up a car but that's that was like a whole body thing yeah i think he's that's about where the level that he's at is like a pretty heavy car he could lift up or maybe like a, a truck mm-hmm. but uh but yeah anyway spider-man not a defender <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I want to say based on like his abilities and power set, he should be with the street level guys, but his popularity is too high. Yeah, I kind of was. He's got to be an Avenger. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, the, they're spending a lot of time in lots of different little crevices of New York, and it seems like I guess Spider-Man's from Queens. They've established, but it mm-hmm. seems like at some point he should. Yeah. Uh, Make but an appearance. I've, yeah, but I've read that uh, they it's hard to do crossover between the movies and the and the shows because of like they'd like to do it, but it's like a timing thing because they don't oh, know exactly. 
when the movies are going to come out and when the whole seasons are going to get dumped out. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So yeah. I can. That makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking of how cool it would be if, like, if, like, fucking Don Cheadle was in that first opening scene getting his hair cut or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, honestly, yeah, that makes sense, and it makes sense as to why the cameos you get in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were so few and far between. Which is unfortunate, because I think that show, more than any other, would benefit from a greater presence of, like, other Marvel Universe entities. Yeah, I was very, I don't watch it at all, but I was very surprised to learn that they did Ghost Rider on that show. Yeah, I think he's the current thing. He's, uh, he's the focal point of season three? Or season four. I think it's season four. The current, the current season. I think I finished season three not too long ago. But yeah, that was one of the things I, you know, like right off the bat, they kind of, like, they kind of just get it out of the way in the first episode where he's walking past that guy selling bootleg DV or Blu-rays at this point. Of the incident. Of the incident. Yeah, they kind of, they did the same thing in Jessica Jones where they kind of, I feel like they're kind of banging us over the head with a little bit now just so they don't have to like say it later i kind of wish we would get more of the marvel universe through other things like less people talking about the incident and like oh yeah you gotta be some guy with a magical hammer yeah more like another thing that happened in episode one where uh you find out that the villain or the current villain of this story is uh, smuggling old hammer tech. Yeah, that see that, that was, was something tight. that I lit up because I was like, me oh, too, yeah. me too. I was like, Justin Hammer, Sam Rockwell. I couldn't stop thinking about Sam Rockwell for like two minutes. <laughs> I was like, is he still out there? You is he love gonna him. Show up? <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Sam Rockwell. And I, the thing about Sam Rockwell in Iron Man Two was like, he's probably the best thing about that movie, but. He, Justin Hammer in the comics is an old man, but Sam Rockwell, he's not that old, but he still kind of played him as an old man, and I appreciated that. Yeah. But yeah. A, a guy I, who probably doesn't acknowledge how old he actually is. Yeah. Like, it, actually, that, that kind of puts his performance in a new light, because you can see now why he's, like, so determined to undermine Tony, who in his mind is this, like, like young, upstart piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a nice. That's like such a deep cut too. It's like yeah, that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like when uh, General Ross showed up in Civil War. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh fucking shit! That's right. The Ed Norton movie is technically canon in this universe. Uh, So that's cool. Mm -hmm. No word on Liv Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. but but yeah, they kind of they did the same thing they did in Jessica Jones, where they're like, yeah, magical hammer yeah. flying around I'm, the incident. I'm getting a little little burnt out on that because um, I want to say when they started, the jokes felt natural enough. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, it's like I, I can't think of a tasteful equivalent. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that and that, it's it's starting to get a little, little played out. I was kind of, yeah. I've been wanting 
like from episode one onward hoping for another nod like the hammer tech shit mm-hmm. um i think we kind of got one was it i think it was episode three um i it wasn't it was very indirect so much so that i'm not sure it was a reference at all but i thought it was cool that um misty and and white boy cop were kind of having like a ground level discussion of the civil war discussion mm-hmm. which oh was, yeah so, i remember cuz he was saying you know they're doing they're doing a job for it. They're doing a good job. I don't have to go out there and get shot in the ass. Like, mm-hmm. this is all good. And she's yeah. like, no, we need to have some kind of accountability. Yeah. So, this is anarchy. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would have been cool if they had mentioned something about, like, the Sokovia Accords, but... I, I don't know. Well, I guess that's another uh, confusing thing. If you talk about timing in between these two shows, you have to, because yeah. that's the one thing Avengers, uh, not Avengers, uh, Agents of Shield does do, and I'm pretty sure it's like a effing clusterfuck to get all this uh, squared away. Is that they actually line the timelines up between the two shows? I mean, between the movies and the shows, like you'll actually, like one of the good things about Agents of Shield is that you'll actually have episodes, if not, like, whole seasons or half seasons dedicated to the fallout of certain movies. Yeah, I remember hearing, I think the first one that came out after that was The Winter Soldier, and I remember that was obviously a big deal. That's, like, that's the whole season is just about kind of recovering from, you know, Hydra's been in us the whole time. What the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a big ass deal. Yeah, and I have to say that made me slightly interested in watching it. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know, that show just looks so low rent. I just... It's yes and no. It, yeah. it but it it is on the how should I put this? It is on the sort of like same not necessarily quality, but same category of show as like <laughs> Uh, Hercules, uh, <laughs> Nightman, <laughs> that that Crow series. You're going way back here. <laughs> Those are my shit, though. I love that shit. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it, it's basically like, imagine if shows like that got a primetime budget. Yeah, well, if, to me, it feels like, uh, I think a more a contemporary allegory might be for like the the DC stuff, like Flash or Arrow or yeah. what have you, yeah, or even Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, what were we saying before that? Um, let's see. We were talking about the uh, conversation between the two cops in regards uh, I... to it being like civil, this whole civil war. Oh, the, the timing thing. But yeah. You'd have to uh, time specifically when this take place. Does this take place after the Sokovia Accords have been whatevered or not? Because I want to say you don't get a whole lot of indication as to when these street-level shows are happening in regards to the films. No, not at all. Like, you, they definitely let you know that it's after the first Avengers movie. Yeah, but that's about it. Um, which, at this point, was like... 10 years ago? 
Jesus. Almost? Wow. Wait, wait, no, it can't, it can't be that long. No, it's not that long. Five You're or six years old. ago? Yeah. So it was a, it's a kind of a long time for them to still be hammering on the incident. Um, mm. And I'm, I feel like probably more... Uh, drastic things have happened to New York. Well, I mean, you 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 would imagine that they'd at the very least be talking about Ultron at this point. Yeah, but Ultron was like in a foreign country, so yeah, but you know, it, it led to care. it led to a a country nearly being dropped <laughs> yeah. out of the sky. At the very least, people would be talking about it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was hoping that they would 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 take that conversation. Mm-hmm. So th- thematically, they were talking about it, but specifically, they weren't talking about Sokovia. Yeah. Um, It'd be yeah. That would have been the time. That would have been the time to drop it if there was any sort of intention as to place this somewhere within the timeline. Yeah, um, and I was kind of actually a little unclear as to where this took place in the, in the Netflix series' own timeline because it. Well, we see episode four bounces back pretty far, but mm-hmm. this whole series, I'm not sure if it takes place... I think it takes place after Jessica Jones, right? I want to... Yeah, it seems like it should. should be when it takes place. Um, yeah. We won't know until our first cameo from another New York uh, street-level Rosario person. Dawson, the night nurse. Yeah. She's in the cast, so that it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, she's in the credits, so. Yeah. Well, she was in the trailers, too. Okay, well, yeah. So there you go. Basically, when she shows up, that'll probably be your indicator as to when this takes place. Yeah, but certain things I feel like don't have, like, where's Jessica Jones? Is he just not chilling with her anymore? Um, Yeah, they they established that this is after that because they referenced the shotgun. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that. Did she shoot him? Yeah, like he was being mind controlled and like. That's right. She's having that freak out moment. It's like I don't want to hurt you, and I think through the mind control, he tells her, "Do what you have to do." Yeah. Okay, I remember sort of now. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her being the shotgun puller, but I heard the line about the rebound girl. So, mm-hmm. rebound girl, like he marries her. In the comics, anyway. Uh, yeah, in the comics, they have a baby. <laughs> Who's the baby? Um, I can't remember. The, they they stuck with the last name Cage, though. She's she's a little biracial baby. <laughs> That's cool. But that brings something else I wanted to ask you up. Uh, how familiar were you with Luke Cage prior to Jessica Jones? Um, I read like there was a brief period of time when I was in Vegas that I was, there was a comic book store near where I worked mm-hmm. and kind of like going over there every Wednesday to pick up the new shit kind of became the ritual mm. it wasn't just about reading the comic books, I like, you know, hanging out with the people in the store, talking with yeah. them, or, you know, just having that thing to look forward to during the week it was kind of and, yeah, you know, I was kind of getting to the point where I was venturing away from the mainstream stuff, and it's like, oh, let's uh, check out this uh, new book that came out. Oh, here's this indie thing, you know. I was kind of getting into that world, which was nice. Yeah. But uh, this was around the time in the books. This was post uh, Skrull Invasion. 
um, during this period of time where Norman Osborn became like. I don't know if he flat out became president, but he was like a big <laughs> muckety muck behind the scenes. I think he was president. Yeah, because like he was he was the one deemed responsible for uh, killing the Scroll Queen and repelling the invasion. Hmm. And amongst other things, he created his own set of Avengers <laughs> using a bunch of crazy people and criminals. For example, uh, his Hawkeye is uh, a bullseye in a Hawkeye costume. <laughs> His Spider-Man is someone wearing the black costume. I'm pretty sure it was actually the Scor- like the guy who was the Scorpion. Matt, Matt Gargan. Yeah, it was Matt Gargan in a black in the black costume. I think um, I remember reading about that. Yeah, the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, specifically one of, Matt Gargan. Yeah, one of the books was I can't remember what they called the actual Avengers who had gotten ousted due to Norman and were just kind of like they were kind of like they'd kind of become like a street level team and Luke Cage was the I think he became he, he if he wasn't the leader he was a leading figure alongside Bucky as Cap hmm. and um like, you'd see Jessica with the baby sort of, like, hanging out in the background in the area, chiming in with information and whatever. And uh, that's kind of the... Those books are kind of the long and short of my experience with Luke Cage. He's pretty quiet. Not really <laughs> quiet, per se. He's not He's not really noisy. He is uh, active. Yeah. I think, like, the, the biggest character thing I saw is... Um, Jessica Jones admitting to uh, Spider-Man when he reveals his identity to them that uh, she had a crush on Peter Parker back in the day. (laughs) Pete being really uneasy about making Luke Cage uncomfortable and actually (laughs) making Luke Cage more uncomfortable by insisting that he's not the kind of guy that would skis on his woman. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) It was pretty good. Mm. I saw something... What was that... I don't remember if I was something recently made me think about that relationship because I I remember that uh, that's like her origin in the comics has something to do with her being like a fan of Spider-Man. Yeah, I can't remember. I saw something recently that had a similar backstory to that. But mm-hmm. um, one thing I wanted to briefly mention is that Marvel knows no bounds when it comes to the diabolicalness of Norman Osborn. Shit. I can't yeah. wait to see that on screen. Yeah. Well, he's... If if they know their shit, he's going to be a big fucking deal. Yeah. Because he's, he's... He's fucking scary. Yeah. He is batshit insane. And I think he was batshit insane before the gas. <laughs> he was unstable. Unhinged, sure. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to the show. Yeah, back to uh, good old Luke. So it starts off in the barber shop, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Which is, yeah, I mean... The hub of any black community. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to set the tone for a black-as-hell show, yep. like, what better place to start it off? 
than the barbershop. Yeah, they in there chopping it up, talking about uh, yeah. basketball. Yeah, basketball, which I I appreciate that that's in there. Like, I don't follow basketball. Yeah. Like at all. Like I, I reckon like he says LeBron and I mm. and and whatever and I, I recognize that shit. Some of it. I don't really follow it, but I appreciate that type of banter and I appreciate yeah. it more when he's in prison and in episode four you get to see the flashbacks and he's talking to a what's that fool's name? Uh Squabbles. Oh yeah, squabbles. <laughs> and they have a little back and forth about uh. Oh, oh yeah, when they're talking about uh, the kung fu movies. <laughs> well, that, but also when they're talking about uh, Lisa Bonet. Oh yeah. And, and Zoe Kravitz. He's like he calls yeah. her Godfather, Godfather too. <laughs> better than sequels, better than the original. That's pretty good. Like that was funny, but yeah, the kung fu shit. I was like, oh. Like, I was yeah. laughing at the Lisa Bonet shit, but the Kung Fu shit was The, the Kung Fu shit really got me, because it's like, okay, this all sounds pretty Wu-Tang, and then he's like, yeah, Fist of Legend. I like it better than uh, Chinese Connection. <laughs> and that that was the one that hit cl- really close to home that got me in all the, I don't know, in, like, the nostalgia and the gooey places. I was like, yeah, I, I do like Fist of Legend a lot. Mm. I still haven't seen it. It's good, mm. but I know just that little tiny bit of writing too. I I, I like because it felt very authentic. It felt like something that like a, a fan of kung fu films would say. Yeah, you know? I felt researched, but also it's like it's a, like kung fu movies in like the black community is like it's a thing. It's yeah, it's kind of its own thing. It's kind of like a like a a, a subculture within there. It's its own thing. And, you know, I was kind of a part of that. I uh, bonded with people through it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about this show is, like, it's unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they nailed, I don't know, black culture. Like, Yeah, they get it pretty good because uh, the barbershop conversation sounded like the kind of stuff I'd hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite instance of barbershop talk is uh, one of the times I went in as a little kid with my dad. The barbers were talking about that, uh, the uh, 90, what was it, 97, 98 Godzilla movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them had just saw it, and he was trying to explain it to the other guys, and, like, I, I, I knew I liked this, this guy was my barber, but I knew I liked him when he chimed in and said, yeah, I'm, I'm more about the old shit back when you can like see the zipper and you can tell it was a dude in a suit it's <laughs> like yeah you tight <laughs> yeah for the record i still like that 98 movie i haven't seen it what very <laughs> underrated 90s film very underrated yeah they actually the the one that just came out that was a pile of shit mm-hmm. they ripped off some shit that then there's shit in there that the 98 movie did better. Wow. Yeah, that was disappointing, finding out that that, that it wasn't so good. I know, the trailers are so good. But, uh... uh um, if we're on the topic of authenticity, and, you know, I, I, I give it the personal thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And they go hard, 
And I want to say you can mainly relegate this to certain bits of dialogue in episode 2. Maybe a little too hard. It goes into, like, corny. Maybe two or three times. Like where? Um, like, I want to say between... Uh, what's, what's the name of the bad guy and his uh, dirty politician sister? Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth, uh, yeah. Well, Stokes. Yeah, yeah. Stokes is talking to his sister, and his sister is like, uh, "This, this says something like, this isn't what our people suffered for, or strived for, or something." It, it, it felt hollow coming from her. Uh, I think the one that threw me off the most is uh, when uh, Luke's at gun, gunpoint at the beginning and end of Episode Two. And he's mm. talking about you're gonna hold me up next to this building named after this hero. And uh, yeah. See, that's another thing that I'm not really. I definitely wanted to bring this up because they talk about it a lot, but the N word, so to speak. Um, that in in the case of like certain characters being like, "Don't call me that," I I can confirm that there are people who are just like, yeah, I don't fuck with that word. Yeah, I mean, I know. Like, personally, like, I think I know what your stance is on it. I think we've talked about it before, but, mm-hmm. like... Well, I used was... to be in that camp of, don't use that word around me, I don't fucks with it. Mm-hmm. And kind of shifted as it became less and less of an exclusive thing and more just, you know... Uh, um... I guess you're waiting for me to explain more. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, should I? Seems like a time suck. Uh, no, let's go. That's one of the main things I wanted to talk about. Because okay. I, I, I feel like that was the only time when they were shoving a viewpoint down my throat. Mm. Was, was Luke was like, don't call me nigga. Like, what do you, like, okay. Because I feel like a lot of these they've presented stories but they haven't really taken a stance and I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of took a stance by having their main character like he's like oh don't call me that or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. um, so I want to say based on my experience like early 90s all the way up to like maybe like early ass 2000 like bare ass 2000s um the idea was, one, nigga and nigger were different words. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm, I realized later on you actually have to explain that sometimes. I thought, I'd always taken it as a given. You know, I mean, one's, I, one's I, the slur, I, one's the... But, but here's why I can understand people being confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, back in the time I was talking about, if you weren't black and you used it, you, st- you got your ass whipped regardless. Yeah. So, yeah, you might not know, okay, one's the okay one, one's the not okay one, but they're both not okay for maybe you or someone else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the idea was it was you know, it was a black thing. Yeah. And, I don't know, as, like, time went on, as the word kind of got used, overexposed, used for comedy, whatever... You know, people would start making exceptions or, you know, in some places it was less a black thing and more just became a hood thing. And Mm -hmm. now it kind of don't mean 
it, it doesn't carry the weight. Right, and this is it's something I've thought about a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said it perfectly. It doesn't carry the weight because, as I remember when I was younger, seeing like, like Reverend Al out there being like, "Don't like never use this. Nobody should use this shit." Mm-hmm. And then like, but you know, like it was a point of debate within the it community. Was. Yeah, but like my viewpoint has always been like, that's not. You're never gonna get people to stop saying it. When you tell someone to stop doing it, like people just aren't gonna uh, listen, you know. Yeah, people who have no interest in using the word otherwise end up wanting to just because you tell them not to. It's stupid, but it happens. Yeah, and so I think it's never gonna fully lose its power and its meaning, but I do think it's. It's it's not going to be, I don't know, it's hard to say. Especially because this is just, you know, me, like, observing. As yeah. an outsider's perspective. I just feel like the power is going to be lessened from it. Mm-hmm. But it, that history will always still be there, but I feel like... Well, when I was talking about the word losing its weight, I was talking about specifically about the one used exclusively by black people. When it stopped being exclusive... And kind of just became a. You know where. It's hard to say. Uh, it's almost comedic for me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me to hear it used in comedy just as long as there's some sense to it, to the degree that non black people using it, as long as they have some understanding of how the word works. Yeah. I'm not bothered by it. Like, uh, Louis C.K. has used it in his stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his name? Jim Norton, it's another comedian. Yeah. Heard him use it in stand-up, and the guy who used to write for Chappelle Show. Also, uh, well, he was co-creator of that show. Yeah, yeah, Neil, Neil something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those three use it in their stand-up. Really smart. Really all. Smart yeah, they all had you know understood how the word works. Uh, all had some understanding of like social stuff involved with it. And it was all funny. I had absolutely no problem with it there because there was some actual thought put into it. But, you know, if, if I take issue with it, it's the fact that the slur is always going to bother me no matter how much I try and, like, logic my way around it. Yeah. It's 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 just hateful. And that's half the reason why some people want to use it or find it amusing is that it gets that reaction. Yeah. I think... When I was talking about, like, probably Al coming out about it, it was around the time of, probably around the time of Chappelle's show when it was actually coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. When it was, I don't want to say Dave single-handedly, like, mutated into a, mutated into, like, a comedic thing, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, he took a lot of things that, you know, you just weren't supposed to talk about and just made them funny. Yeah. Um... But it also made a lot of people kind of butt heads or come up to the, you know, have discussions like this where it's like, okay, like, Dave can say that, so why can't I say that? Because, mm-hmm. well, first of all, Dave's black, but also Dave knows what he's, exactly what he's saying. There's a purpose to what why right. he's saying it at this time. Granted, sometimes the purpose is it punctuates a joke and makes it a little funnier, but... uh. 
other time he's actually trying to make a statement about something. And yeah, you know, I don't, I really don't trip on it as much now, especially the uh, GA versus the ER. Mm-hmm. The ER is just that's it's it's just bad. Just don't don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like unless you're you know Louie and you're making a. Yeah, unless the the point of the the point of the joke is you're feigning ignorance on how the word word works, yet spontaneously use it correctly. Yeah, so I'll bring it back to the show. I guess one of my problems is that it feels like they're dividing a line that says you're bad if you use the word, and ah, I see you're. Yeah. And you're good if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, when really every every everyone's fucking throwing that shit out nowadays. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a complicated thing. It is. But, it definitely is. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if they talk about this more. Yeah, that would be a... <laughs> It might be might be something interesting. Yeah, you, know, you have a, um, a good I don't guy know if I want them to dropping it left and right. Huh? Yeah, it said you have a character who's actually a good guy dropping it left and right, making yeah. it slightly crazy. Could be yeah. funny. Yeah, but it seems like they've taken a pretty clear stance on that. Yeah. And I, I does, does it does it feel like they're like every time that happens they're like listen white people yeah well it feels like <laughs> uh, pardon my uh, I say, uh, no pun intended but it seems like they're making it in, into a black and white issue mm, yeah um, like I said before it's like good guys don't use that word but um, mm-hmm. I know but it, it does feel like like I'm curious I didn't look up you know who the writers were or anything like mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be some black folk behind this for sure oh definitely somewhere um, but it's you know I consider myself like well read on on black history you but, took a uh, class <laughs> I did I did but I also and I took a lot of classes with that guy but I, I don't know, regardless of that, um, like, I, it's just a genuine interest of me, and I've, like, think I've read a lot about the history there and stuff, but there's a scene, I think it was the first episode, where Pops and Luke are, like, going back and forth on, like, writers and poets, mm-hmm. and they threw out, like, so many names, and I didn't recognize a single one of them. Same. Really? I was like, ah, oh, I'm feeling so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just me. No. I felt pretty dumb. I was like, damn. I was like, no no Richard Wright in there? No Frederick Douglass? I want to say I recognized one name just barely, and I can't even remember who it was, but I was like feeling like I needed to stop and get on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Even just the books he had lying around in his apartment, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize. Except for, I mean, The Invisible Man. It's like, mm-hmm. that's like a classic, but... Yeah. Um, but that is, 
that's something I appreciate. I guess it's it's better that they take a stance on the N-word rather than just, like, throw it around loosely mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah. But I guess my point is it's a, it's an intelligent show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a thinking... Out of all of these, I think this is the probably... I don't know if I want to say it's the thinking man's superhero show. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Well, I, know, I feel like these street-level shows all are in the sense that uh, mm-hmm. maybe not as much... Uh, well, kind of the first season of Daredevil, but definitely more the second. All of these shows are looking at a social issue. Yeah. Like, like looking at a very specific social issue. Like... It's like treatment of uh, women and uh, kind of like recovery from like rape or abuse in the case of Jessica Jones. Here you're mm-hmm. looking at the, the whole race issue yeah, from a number of fronts. Uh, maybe some, I don't know, it seems like they're maybe hinting at some element of uh, combating gentrification as well. Yeah, they, they actually said that word in the first season of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know, there's there's the incentive of uh, uh, the Cottonmouth sister wanting to keep Harlem black. <laughs> I yeah. felt like that's kind of what the, what she was look she was specifically looking at. Yeah, we you you said something earlier in chat about like you were hoping that it wouldn't be like a we must oh, overcome. Yeah, we shall overcome thing, and it's I would say it's not, um, but. What did I say in response to that? I said I feel like they're doing something interesting with uh, that character, Mariah. Mm-hmm. Whereas she kind of, she's kind of got that. I think to her fault is that she has that mindset. Mm-hmm. She, she's yeah. like, she's willing to compromise certain ideals to achieve it. Yeah. So they're kind of playing with that idea of you know the. Like I'm gonna save my hood and I'm gonna make a charity and it's gonna be la di da and roses and shit. Yeah, well she, um, she's got like the wide-eyed uh, ambitions that usually bring someone into politics, but she's are also already waist deep in the dirt. Yeah, and I I said this week in an episode that I don't think ever aired, uh, as I think the audio got fucked up. We talked about. When Straight Outta Compton dropped, I felt like it was the right time and an important time for that story to be told. Yeah, I did have something to say to that end. Like, and it's it's sad that this is the case, but like, if ever there were a time for a uh, show about a bulletproof black man, <laughs> now is the goddamn time with these cops losing their minds and they're not even just killing black people anymore yeah I mean a couple of white folks got shot I mean that shit happens all the time I was I don't there's a thing I used to follow on Facebook but I don't follow them anymore because they're kind of they're fucking stupid but they would it seemed like every week I was seeing something new with someone random it was like it was crazy it was like cop shoots his mom and then it was at his wedding and then like some other shit like two cops blow away a pregnant lady in the street mm-hmm. a white lady so there's well there's this, shit like that happens too but 
this stuff, well, the stuff I'm talking about, it's not even specialized groups. It's just everybody's reporting on everything. It's like I can't turn yeah. on Facebook without hearing about three different people who got killed by cops. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's definitely lopsided towards the black community. I mean, mm-hmm. and it has been since Reconstruction. Yeah. It's just now, you know, like you said, it's like now everybody's got a cell phone, so... Yeah, everyone, every person there potentially has a camera through which to record it. Half sometimes, you'll get these stories from three or four different angles. Yeah, so I think it's we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like to have something so unapologetically black come out is it, not only it's it's like the timing is right, but it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we. Were we talking on G Chat earlier about this? Where it's like, because the whole cast is is black. There's like one white. There's like two white people, and they're both not nice people. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and I kind of hope they break away from that a little bit. I don't see, want white to just be bad by default in this. I didn't either, and I liked uh, White Cop before we saw his turn. Yeah, before you find out he's dirty. Yeah, and I still kind of, he doesn't bother me, but... Um, well, he, he, he makes sense to some degree. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to point out the fact that he, as a white man, feels like a very black white man. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> he lives in Harlem. Yeah, I wish I appreciate. Um, I feel like Michael Rappaport should have gotten that role. If that was the case, though. Is 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 he the one throwing the cookout? <laughs> he is. He is the bar none white, blackest white man on the planet. Uh, and that's from you know, Clyde. C- <laughs> you know the the best thing would be about that cookout though, <laughs> when Robert De Niro's old ass shows up looking for black women. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't forget about George Lucas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they get out of the same car and then they're like, good hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. But uh but yeah, I mean so apart from the the white people being evil, which I'm fine with. Um like, you get a good range of, like, it's an all-black cast, so you get a good range of, like, a that you don't see in in other in other media, where, like... There's the black person, and they have to be the quintessential black person. All things to all people. But, yeah. Uh, all things to another person's perception of black people, which uh, yeah. left me out of the loop for a long-ass time. Mm. But uh, I don't know, it's just nice to see them all. They're they're fleshed out, mm-hmm. full human beings. Feels like everybody's flawed in some way, you know. Mm-hmm. And even like uh, yeah, everyone's got their weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, like Stokes is the bad guy, but you know. Yeah, some have, there's some, some have, there's some humanity to him. There's a even a little bit of heart to him, which yeah. You know, that's, might be melting away. Yeah, I feel like they're 
doing like they did that really well with Kingpin in Daredevil, but I feel like mm-hmm. he's even more so like I actually like him. Yeah. Even like I remember, yeah, by like the end of episode four, I was like kind of feeling bad for him. I had to keep reminding myself now that this guy's a criminal. He's a he's, he's killed people. He does bad things. It's like, but but they're destroying him. Yeah, he's he's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, like I I really bought his affection for pops and his regret and mm-hmm. his anger at his henchmen and stuff. Yeah. Um, but. And this doesn't really bother me, but like when at the end of episode three, he gets like that diabolical turn and just fires a, a rocket launcher into a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like holy. <laughs> it feels like because it, you know, you have this uh, like seventies black exploitation soundtrack in the background. Yeah, it. So shit like that doesn't feel that out of place. No, it it feels right because it's it's this weird. It's the show is almost anachronistic in that it's it's definitely current, but it's got some of those like old sensibilities to it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is in the music. Yeah. Music is great. But also, I think also just the depictions of these black people. Like, I mean, just that that scene alone where they're talking about all the uh, black writers, and uh, there's there's an effort to establish that these people are intelligent, well read, capable, and mm-hmm. you know, it was like all the things you wanted to see black people as depicted as back in the day. Like, I was kind of seeing the tail end of that as a little kid in like the 90s and people you know still critical of how black people were depicted but an effort being made to depict them better yeah um, unfortunately you kind of fell into a not necessarily a bad thing but a whole of like kind of getting that one positive depiction done over and over again so it is like the intelligent capable strong black yeah. male character is the only black person there he's great but yeah. if this is the guy i'm supposed to relate to it's like that's that's good but he's absolutely nothing like me he's actually a personality type that usually finds people like me annoying the closest guy I could relate to for the longest time was fucking Urkel. <laughs> and that's just because he was weird. Yeah, I'm not even he, that kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's... Yeah, I was thinking about that while I was watching it. It was the relatability aspect. And I always... It, it really changes the dynamic. You mm-hmm. know, like... Like... You look at when we grew up, it was Power Rangers. It's like, mm-hmm. they were all white people except for well I'm, i guess they weren't all white people it, no, was, it, was, it was diverse enough but like if you were the if you were black you probably related to zach yeah he was he way. was like the one care like it didn't really dawn on me that like uh other people would have like a whole list of characters to choose from right and that's why i appreciate about this this show Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's a very simple thing. It's like mm-hmm. a big cast of black people. Problem solved. Yep. Um, it's like you, you'll, uh, you'll hit all those notes eventually. <laughs> yeah, but I always go back to this moment. I don't know if I've told this story on the show before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told you about the when I saw uh, Red Tails in the theater. Uh, I want to say you mentioned it, but I don't remember if there was a story attached to it. Hmm. 
Well, I remember you anyway, talking about red tails, but no I particulars. Mean, I mean, for me, it was like George Lucas was producing it, and I was, and I was like, it's a story that I, I wanted because I, I, I love history and the two parts of history that I've been most interested through my whole life for World War II and black history. So it's about, if you haven't seen it, it's about uh, the Tuskegee Airmen who were black fighter pilots in World War II. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, um, there's a spoiler alert. Uh, a character dies named uh, Lightning, and it's sad. And But anyway, when I came out of the theater, there was this little black kid with his mom and he was like crying. Oh. And he was like, "Why did lightning have to oh. die?" It was like so sad, but yeah. At the same time, you see that, and it's like this kid had someone to relate to, and it wasn't just because he was the only black character. Yeah, it was, it was because he was the one dude. It's like yeah. of all the characters in there, that's the one that was his favorite. Unfortunately, it was also the one that got killed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's nice, and, you know, it's sort of the hope that uh, everybody gets stuff like this. Uh, I'm not sure what I was going to say beyond that. Um, one thing I did appreciate, this is a very, I don't know, very me thing, I guess, is... That everything wasn't, and this is how I feel. This is why I feel certain that it wasn't. It was a black person writing this. Is like everything wasn't the black equivalent of what white people find normal. Like specifically, the thing that stood out is uh, the woman coming in to pick up her son after the haircut and saying he had Kumon, which is like a <laughs> weird ass tutoring service. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was I. She said it, and I was like, "Huh." They mentioned Kumon by name. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, okay, come on, you got to go to Bible study or something like that. Something you would associate with black people, like by default. Mm. Like, okay, that's a black thing. Yeah, it was. That girl yeah. sure has the hots for Luke Cage. Yeah. yeah ooh. Yeah, talking about all. <laughs> Talking about asking him out for coffee. Is that because she was thirsty? But dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> really? Co- so so is that it? Is like like you actually date and shit? Is coffee just code for get it on? Uh. No. At least for me. <laughs> well, because usually that's what I would go for. On like a first date, mm-hmm. I would say let's get coffee or something. Mm-hmm. Just coffee and chit chat, mm-hmm. <laughs> as OKQ well, puts it. Some of this is a uh, well. I guess one of the indicators that it isn't actually coffee is that these people are always asking people for if they want to get coffee at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on the context of. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a friend who. For him, it was you want to come upstairs and watch Seinfeld. <laughs> I guess that's the white version. Uh, um, yeah, so I've been hearing that about Netflix and chill. Is that also just code for screwing? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like the cultural zeitgeist has decided that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was actually just hang out indoors and watch Netflix. 
was mm. kind of down for that too. I mean, I am too, <laughs> a lot, and a lot of times both of those things happen. But, um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's an easy way to say, like, let's go upstairs and fuck without saying let's go upstairs and fuck. <laughs> it's a little more. <laughs> It's like Layman's Panage. Yeah. I, uh, I have no problems with let's go upstairs and fuck <laughs> Neither do I. I like to hear it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's strange. She's just sort of around at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like they might be setting her up as bait oh, or a hostage at some point. Because it doesn't seem like Luke wants to get with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of figured that was why um, he was uneasy about her. But then he turns around at the next job and screws this other lady. Yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, wait. So did he just not like the other one? Or is it because she had a kid? Uh... I don't know. Well, honestly, she's not as fine as Misty. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, Misty's fly as hell. Mm-hmm. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, so episode one, that all happens. How does episode one end? Uh, let me think. Episode one... Um, I can't remember. A lot of it's kind of running together. Yeah, a lot uh, of it kind of blurs together. There, let's see, the deal goes wrong. Right. Uh... What's his name gets killed? Is it episode one or episode two where they find the uh, like shit talking? What's his face? Uh, I can't remember what the name of that guy was. That guy irritated the shit out of me. Which guy? The uh, loudmouth whippersnapper. Loudmouth. Oh, what's his name? Who was like, like blowing sh- all his money at the strip club like a doofus? Shaquem yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like, yeah, immediately. He, like, and he tries to step to Luke in the first scene. It's like, nah, dude, sit yeah, the fuck back down. Like, sit your ass back down. Yeah. Yeah, so him and Dante and Chico. Mm-hmm. And then Chico kind of becomes the center of the... Um, yeah. The, the a, story for, like, three episodes. Yeah, it's uh, the whole where's Chico issue. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> it's funny, you can't, you can't do a story about the black community without at least a couple of Mexicans. Well, yeah, like, I want to say any, any neighborhood has got, like, uh, like, if, if there, there's a strong population of one, the other is peppered in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because, uh, when I lived in, um... It's nice to Ridge- feel like Pepper. Yeah, well, when I lived in uh, Richmond, that was basically the neighborhood. It was it was like a bunch of black families, a handful of Mexicans, and maybe like one or two Chinese people. Mm, yeah, we got Chinese people in Oakland, too. Yeah, though I want to say uh, the Chinese, if not the Asians in general, kind of like find their own area, annex it, and set up their industry in the same place. Which is why mm-hmm. you're walking, you're walking. Suddenly you're in Chinatown, or Vietnam Town, or Korea Town, or Japan Town, or something. Uh, I remember it stood out in Oakland because after once you hit a certain point, the uh, the uh, was it the uh, traffic signs 
Yeah. Have like uh, Chinese variants underneath yeah, them. Yeah, the street signs. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I guess the only other important Latino is uh, <laughs> what is his name? Silvio, the uh, the guy who decides he wants to make war with with. Uh, oh yeah. What what is his name of that actor? Like I've seen him in some shit. Was that... I feel like I've seen him too. Is that the? See the problem is, is if I get this wrong, I'm a, uh, I sound like a huge racist. But uh... well, let me just get it out of the way that it's not Adam Driver, or not Adam Driver. It's not uh, Adam Beach, and it's not Michael Pena. So if you were gonna say either of those two, oh, oh, I don't know the name, but I was thinking about End of Watch. No, that's Michael Pena. Okay, okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Michael Pena is already in the MCU. He's in Ant Man. Oh, okay. Have you seen Ant-Man? Not, that's, uh, I think oh, that's fuck. the only one I haven't seen yet. Dude, Michael Pena's the best part of Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Made me so happy. He's he's fucking hilarious in that movie. But, uh... <laughs> I like this little dude's style. With the Milky Ways. <laughs> fucking... I was like... Even I was getting mad. <laughs> and ha- most of that was really just him wasting candy. <laughs> Yeah, he ate a full Milky Way, just not a full piece. No, 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 that wasn't a full Milky Way. I'm, I swear to God, those were like they were not the little bite-sized Snicker ones, but they mm-hmm. were like the little snack size. So like the yeah. pinky size, he'd like bite half of it. Like he took two bites out of the first one, and then bit half of the other one. Yeah, just dropped it on the floor. It was like. It's good fucking candy, man. Don't do that. Yeah. I really liked that, though. Just like, I'm gonna put garbage on your floor and my food. Well, mainly because like, I want candy, but I can't go out and get it right now. <laughs> that was driving me nuts. But, uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was effective. Yeah. So, episode two is the search for Chico. Yeah. We get our little montage of him looking for him. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, Pop's calling in the favor. Luke's still not feeling it. That's right. Pop's. Is is this where we get his backstory? Uh, whose backstory? Pop's. I think so. <laughs> you Which... find out it's not because he's old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which I like. And, uh, it's funny. It's strange for me getting old, where it's like old people montages of them being young aren't like the fifties and sixties, yeah, seventies anymore. It's like he's young in the eighties. Yeah, like they're getting closer and closer. I remember I was having that feeling watching this, feeling like, like this is weird that. Like shows like this, the char- characters, like like the character Luke Cage is, is like I'm used to this character being older than me. Yeah, I think he is though. He's still like probably. I mean, I assume taking Black Don't Crack into account, he's like forty ish. Yeah, I, I kind of thought like late, like mid to late thirties. Um, I mean, he's still older, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what's weird is, like, 
I was going back and it's the exact opposite of Luke Cage. I was sick recently and I was just marathoning Friends. Uh-huh. And it's like, I started with the first season. It's like, damn, they're all younger than me now. Oh, jeez. That's fucking weird. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Pops was young in the 80s. And yeah. he was tight with Chico's father, mm-hmm. who was a drug dealer, and and Cottonmouth. Yep. Who apparently is much older. Yeah, you want to talk about black not cracking. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. But anyway, I'm curious. I actually like this character, but I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, Shades? Shades? Um, I feel... I, I defaulted into thinking he was Latino, but... Uh... <laughs> Me if, too. If they if they tell me he's white, I guess I won't be too shocked. I'll just be like, damn, that's a street ass white motherfucker. I don't think he's white. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not. But he's kind of he's in that like sweet spot where you can't even be like he's Filipino. Yeah. He could be like Iranian or something. Yeah. He something something has... you'd pass exclusively as white. Could be Italian. He kind of looks like John Turturro a little bit. Yeah. But uh, he could just be a light-skinned brother. He'd be he'd be the lightest-skinned brother ever. <laughs> I mean, he's got a little olive to him. But yeah, uh, enough that you'd probably think, uh, you, yeah, like Mexican or just like slightly tanned Italian before you'd think black, though. Yeah. I mean, from the way he talks, you definitely mm-hmm. get the sense that he's he's from the hood. Yeah, he hood. He's definitely that. Yeah. But, uh... But, I, I don't know, I like him. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like him. He's got he's got a nice uh, swagger to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting for him to really kind of break out. For the most part, he's just kind of, like, in the background. Occasionally saying some shit ominously, but in the for the most part, he's just kind of there. Mm. You know I'm what? waiting for him to do more. Well, you know what he feels like to me at this point. I mm-hmm. feel like he's he's like he's Cotton Mouse Wesley. Um, Wesley, why am I blanking? Wesley was the Kingpin's right hand man. Oh yeah, that Karen Page killed. Not he doesn't quite feel like that because he seems partially. Uh, not necessarily in opposition, but the fact that he's always giving them these ominous warnings about Diamondback and how he might not be pleased or you're fucking up. or It seems like he's being positioned to become that. Mm-hmm. Especially since he threw his last lieutenant off the roof. Well, not to him. I feel like he's like Wesley to Diamondback. Because yeah. we haven't... That's another parallel. Is like they keep talking about this Diamondback character, but we haven't even seen him in this episode four. But there's a part of me that wants Diamondback to be Tombstone. <laughs> Tombstone. I'll tell Shit. you why. I'll tell you why. Did you read the uh, Luke Cage noir? Uh, no. When Marvel did the noir series, yeah, uh, they did a Luke Cage story that actually feels kind of like sort of similar to this in that it was a mm-hmm. very uh, black story mm-hmm. and uh, the 
they brought in Tombstone into that book as the rival to Luke Cage. And, you know, they have similar power sets, like weird-ass skin that makes them nigh-on invulnerable. Tombstone is supposed to be a black guy. Granted, Mm -hmm. he's got weird skin pigment shit. Um, I I thought it'd be nice to have that kind of rival for Luke, but that may just be the anime fan in me talking. Yeah. Because um, right now that. he's kind of he's kind of unchallenged. Yeah, he is. That's why I I also kind of thought that Shades was going to be involved in that program before. Like we were going to see, oh, like Shades is got yeah. Like I was I was expecting when he took the when he takes the glasses off and he's like, look me in the eye. I was like, okay, he's got mind control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it seems like for all intents and purposes, Shade seems like a regular type dude. Yeah. Um, but I like him. Like you said, he does have swagger. Mm-hmm. It's readily apparent as soon as he walks on the screen. Oh yeah, he's got he's he got kinda, he's got the charisma going. Yeah, he kind of something about him feels like feels familiar. Like he reminds me of like Dante Ross or somebody like like an old school like hip hop producer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But, uh, hold on, I want to check and make sure this is recording. Okay. Okay, looks like it is. Okay, cool. Weird. Okay. Alright, um... But yeah, uh, you're talking about you were hoping that he'd be Tombstone. Well, is Diamondback an established character? I have no idea, and I kind of don't want to look it up. Yeah, I don't either. Like, Like, I've been avoiding looking up a lot of these names, because I'm kind of thinking, wait, is Cottonmouth something? Is, you know, same thing with Diamondback, same thing with Shades. There's, like, the impulse to, like, look up all these names in, like, a Marvel wiki to see if something shakes out. Well, I'm sure they're all there, but I feel like I, they sound sort of familiar, but that could be like because of Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, I'm sure it's it's all there in the comics, but I don't know if Diamondbacks if they're using it as like a code name for like you said, it could be Tombstone. But that's that's well, you know, it's kind of like how they had the Purple Man, but never called him the Purple Man, right? Um, and that's something that I kind of would appreciate if someone like Tombstone showed up. Because I, I feel like I want to see a little bit more plucked from the Marvel Universe in these. I mean, it, obviously it is the Marvel Universe. But I feel like the like the extended Marvel Universe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I was really bummed that they got the rights to Spider-Man after season one of Daredevil because he had Ben Yurick, but you couldn't have him working at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, spoilers for that, they they killed him off because I, I don't know why, but it, yeah, it would have been cool, you know? That sucked. <laughs> it would have been cool to see, like, Jonah... Mm-hmm. In Daredevil or something. Yeah. Or, 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 you, or, you know, Robbie Robertson, and then, you know, Tombstone shows up here. It could have been... Yeah, you could have like, got that whole story. 
like That's I don't necessarily need to see like Captain America coming in to get a haircut from Pops <laughs> or Rhodey. <laughs> but Robbie Pops would make like, sense. Pops would be like, I don't do white hair. <laughs> but like I don't necessarily need to see those major players, but like just being able to flesh out the world and see like yeah. you know, Robbie Robertson or like some, like it was cool to see Ben Yurick, but it was a little disappointing to see that he's not part of in this other. one isolated thing even though he he's a character that crosses over yeah yeah like seeing someone like like when, when luke goes to that uh magazine shack and he like goes to pick up a paper and the blind guy's like oh yeah I snagged one for you like what if that was uh the bugle yeah yeah like there's little little touches you can do to kind of build the world up a bit like you know, I, really, I'm just wanting something that gets a pop out of me the way the hammer tech yeah. being smuggled did. Because I was like, that was perfect. I know, it was. Because it it, me, it lets you know this is like a world full of like crazy tech and super science and superpowers and shit. But it didn't feel too out there. It wasn't that like, yo dog, I copped an infinity stone. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt it felt appropriate for the setting, and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm really interested in. It's like, okay, how how does this community react to a world where you've got like super powered vigilantes and shit like that? Yeah. I want to see that. Wouldn't that be great though if they just went like full retard at, <laughs> at like the last three episodes and brought like Star Lord and like Doctor Strange in? It's like, yo, dog, I got that cosmic cube for you. Doctor Strange just shows up like like Doc Brown at the end. He's like, Luke, we gotta go. We gotta go back to the future. Luke, this is bad. <laughs> the Red Skulls come back from the grave. He wants to impress yeah. your people, Luke. <laughs> but you know what I was like? I kind of lit up for a second, and then my brain kicked in. I was like, "No, it's not that." Was when he's uh, in, in the fourth episode when he's in prison, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the therapist, who is the doctor, her last name also happens to be Connors. Uh huh. Oh, and you then, were like, is she related to Doc Connors? And then, and then well, Radic starts. Ref- referring to her as doc connors and for a second i was like what doc connors was working in this hospital what <laughs> and then like they're like no they're talking about it's like uh, holy shit one of the people they made in here was the lizard <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that that's what got me on the train of thinking that i would like to see like because you know there's like it's like Every time someone mentions a lawyer or like a doctor, I'm waiting for it. Like I was waiting when he was like, "Okay, here, go talk to my lawyer." I was waiting for the like the scene to shift to her going into the uh, uh, Nelson Murdoch office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or to go see Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, or fucking who knows, She Hulk out of nowhere, they could do it. Well, yeah, that'd be tight. <laughs> I'd love to see a She-Hulk show. That would be good. But I guess they already have a lawyer show. But uh, I'd still like to see her. Yeah. 
like she's gotta if she isn't in the uh, movies, she's gotta show up in Daredevil in some capacity. I was just gonna say, I think once we get to the level of you know, apart for like we've had the X Men discussion before, mm-hmm. but apart from like them getting the X Men and mutants in general worked in, mm-hmm. like I think once they, they I, I feel like once She Hulk is around. Like, just walking around somewhere. I yeah. feel like then I'll be like, this is like a full universe. Yeah. This is a full Marvel universe. Yeah. You have She-Hulk. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's like, I think she's one of those characters that's uh, self-aware about being in a comic book. Mm. But yeah, it just feels like they're doing it. I feel like they're, they're expanding it, like, Bringing Spider-Man in, I'm curious as to how much of like the Spider-Man family, so to speak, is going to get folded in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that will make me feel real happy. Yeah. More of those side characters. Cause I feel like Spider-Man has like a really large assortment of like regular-ass people in his it, books. It does. There's a lot. Granted, uh... I know Flash becomes like military venom at some point, but uh, yes. beyond that, yeah, there it's it's a lot of normal people that stay normal people. Yeah, I mean you've got some characters of import like uh, JJ does run the bugle. I think at one point he gets into politics later in the comics. Mm-hmm. So you know he's he's of importance, but again, he's still a normal guy. Yeah, I mean the whole bugle staff, right? Yeah. Like Betty Brandt, Robbie, Ben Urich. Well, I mean, was it that old Spider-Man show that apparently wasn't great? That one began and ended at the Bugle, didn't it? Which Spider-Man show? The live-action series. Yeah, I think, I think so. I'm not sure. I never like, really watched much of it. You can do a take on Spider-Man that begins and ends with the Bugle. Yeah, you can. Like, there's enough going on in there. Mhm. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think we kind of glossed over episode three, but I don't really remember. But, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what happened in episode uh, three because I keep well, episode, like. Go ahead. Episode three is where we find out uh, Virginia Slim is working for Cottonmouth. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny when he called him Virginia Slim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was initially mad when he just like turns around and starts choking the kid, but uh, it only caught me off guard because I don't know what. I think I know what that kid was trying to do. Like awkwardly trying to explain, like come out with some stuff that was probably hard for him to talk about. Yeah. But uh, the actor looked like he was going to fall. He was like falling asleep. I was half expecting the food he ate to be drugged. <laughs> huh. I don't know. I just thought he was eating. Well, like, yeah. well, it was right before he gets uh, tie strangled. Or he's kind of like laughing awkwardly, oh, starting to explain things, and then kind of blinking and looking away and laughing awkwardly. Yeah. Oh, the kid? Uh, yeah. I don't know. He was, I mean, that's whatever. But I was like, 
I don't know if I was necessarily bummed. I was I was mad. Well, mad because I was like mostly confused. I was like, "What the fuck?" He was just about to tell you everything. What the hell? What the hell? And then he walks in the cottonmouth. So I was like, "Oh, he's dirty." Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew he was dirty as soon as he put the tie around him. But uh, I, I was kind of I was I, just bummed that that he was dirty. Yeah, I I was kind of denying it when he took the tie off. Because when he was taking the tie off, I was like, why is he taking that off? Eh, whatever. <laughs> I didn't even notice him take it off. I noticed it. It stood out, but I was, again, I was like, eh, whatever. Maybe it's a long day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day, right? Listen up. Yeah, he's relaxing. They're going to sit there and they're going to eat some fast food. Yeah, he's going to gonna tell them some shit. What the fuck is going on? It really caught me off guard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of Martin Freeman a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he, he should have been Michael Rappaport, but I like him. I like the actor that they got. Yeah, he's good. But I, I also thought, you remember uh, Agro White Boy from Jessica Jones, the cop? Yeah. I, I thought somebody looked at him and Somebody said, get me a young Michael Rappaport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. It, it's this more than any other, and I feel like I can say this for each one of the street-level Marvel shows, is like each time one of these comes out and it's uh, that much more different but still in the same world I'm kind of like yeah do more like I hope Iron Fist feels like a straight up kung fu movie yeah oh, that was another thing that I, I wanted to mention because you know how people were I forget exactly why people were getting upset that they cast him as a white guy uh, I think it was kind of like the um, uh, white guy appropriating all this shit from another culture. Right. That, doing that was... it better than all the people from that culture. Like the yeah, whole the whole like were... uh the whole white ninja thing. Yeah, it was like it well for the record it doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that concept doesn't bother me in certain contexts, but uh like when they when people were upset that a white guy was cast as Iron Fist, I was kind of like, "You wait, he was—he's been white in the comics for how many years?" Mm-hmm. And now you're shocked at this. Um, but I guess a lot of people probably didn't even know who Iron Fist was. Yeah, probably not. As I want to say, I never was never really able to find his books as a kid, but he seemed like an ideal superhero for me, and that he was a superhero, but he had martial arts-based superpowers. It's like yeah. my two favorite things as a little baby <laughs> coming together. Yeah, but I the thing about it that the biggest part of why I wasn't worried about it or why I'm still not worried is because I mean, look at Jessica Jones and look at Daredevil and mm-hmm. you have you have Daredevil which is a really good film noir show and deals with a lot of ideological mm-hmm. battles or whatever. And then Jessica Jones kind of takes this uh, a very 
specific lens on like um, you know recovering from trauma and, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent feminism if you want to call it that and then and then this is kind of reaffirming it with Luke Cage it's like this is them talking about you know the strife of the black community yeah so I have a really hard time like worrying that they're gonna handle Iron Fist uh, super insensitively somehow yeah yeah I'm kind of I'm doubtful of that too. I think there's, like they've been they've been doing the work thus far. Yeah. So. Um, and I also feel like they will raise the supporting cast mm-hmm. uh, as far as Asian characters to to the level that we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm this an aside that I'm not worried on about Iron Fist based on what they've produced so far. Yeah. Like, I feel like they, they're just getting really intelligent people to write these things and really culturally sensitive mm-hmm. people to write these things. So yeah, I'm like very curious to see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. I'm look. I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's like, I mean, they, they, they've just all been so good thus far. And, like, each, each one of them has, like, some, like, huge runaway element to it. It's like, I didn't think, like, when Jessica Jones came out, I did not think. I was kind of, I was really uneasy about how they were going to depict Purple Man. Mm. And they, I feel like they nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking about that today too. About how when when a new one when a new show comes out, I'm like, this is my new favorite. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to forget, like you know. Yeah, you like felt you just, just as pumped. Yeah, it was yeah. like I was. It was a, as huge a deal as I made about like. Well, even before that, when Daredevil came out, I was like, are they going to do Kingpin right? And for the longest time, he felt kind of weird, but. Like, what is this, like, weird, overly sensitive man? Oh, my God, he just ripped that guy's head off. Okay, wait. And, you know, it's only when you realize this is actually the origin of the Kingpin. He's not even full-on Kingpin yet. Yeah. It's not till like, you get to season two and you see him making moves in the prison. Yeah. It's like, fuck, this guy is scary. Yeah. It's, like, easy to be blown away by what they're doing. It's just... I don't know. It's... And like by the time you're like, okay, they're doing Kingpin hella good, you're like being wowed by this guy doing Punisher. Yeah. Again. Yeah. He killed it. Yeah. It's destroyed. But, uh. Yeah, what did you think of episode four? That was the last episode we watched. Um, I want to say. Finally, because this isn't. Like, like we weren't waiting episode four. We had like half of Jessica Jones to see this shit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're kind of like getting bits and pieces. I think this is the first instance of us actually getting a full-on. Well, no, not the first instance of getting a full-on origin story, but they kind of like hinted at it in Jessica Jones between her and Luke, like. 
some shady people did some shady shit, and now I've got weird powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to say that was actually like a plot point. Like at one point, his uh, what's his wife's name? Is it like Riza or something? Something like that. Riva. Riva. I think it's Re- it's Riva. Yeah. Yeah, she's like playing with a thumb drive, and I I think they were yeah like, that in thumb drive was the, yeah. yeah it was a plot point in uh, Jessica Jones. Is the Purple Man after that? I think so. Something about controlling his weird ass mutation or. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I want to see... say that was a big part of that of Jessica Jones. Come to think of it. Yeah. So it was weird. I saw. I remember. I saw a tweet before I started even watching this show. Someone was like, "Oh, I just watched episode four of Luke Cage, and it feels like I watched these series in the wrong order." And so I was kind of waiting to see what that was. Yeah, I wonder if like someone's gonna like mess with the uh, <laughs> flashbacks and put together like a chronological viewing order or some shit. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like but, a uh, big YouTube project. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we get to see him get real hairy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, he goes yeah. full Kimbo Slice in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, he looks like Kimbo Slice and then at some point he kind of graduates he, he... to like black Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really, like, right before he gets the haircut, he's got a straight mane going. Yeah, looks like a fucking Mufasa and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live-action Mufasa. I heard they're doing the live-action Lion King. Oh, shit. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get uh, alternates between... Uh, Luke's flashback and uh, him being underground and uh, oh yeah, some... which I don't mind, but I feel like I've I feel like that's a, a bit of a trope at this point. It is. Yeah. It's like you're either you're either working through some sort of trauma or you're unconscious and you're flashing back. It's just like mm-hmm. a Kill Bill. Where yeah. she flashes back to her training in the coffin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I also do want to say that I like that uh, for the Chinese restaurant owners, they got people that spoke really good English. Yeah. And they're yeah, not all this... hurry up and buy. Huh? It's a, and they're not all hurry up and buy. Yeah. I kind of like that she's... They have a they have a nice Chinese lady now mm-hmm. instead of a mean one, and she speaks good English. But I guess Madame Gao spoke perfect English too. Yeah, she was just evil. So have you seen Master of None? Uh, yeah. 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 Th- what, what's his name? Guy, right? Yeah. What's his name's dad? It's mm-hmm. yeah. Out, clear out of but, nowhere, uh, he starts speaking perfect English. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think I think they're even. Well, at least uh, her husband is. I think it's indicated that he's second generation. As he says, he uh, got the uh, restaurant from his the building. He had, he got the building the restaurant is in from his father. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was 
I thought that was a, a cool touch. Yeah. Seems like... <laughs> you could have fallen into the gimmick and she could have just been like the bitchy landlord. Yeah, like Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. But, uh, it's... I mean, we talked about it earlier, but it's like they reversed the ratios. Mm-hmm. Instead of two black guys, you got two white guys. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, uh, the the Seagate stuff was was interesting. What did you? Um, it was it was okay. Uh, Dirty Cop Fight Club was. I could I can buy it in this world. It 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 should have seemed weirder to me than it was. Yeah. Because they had like this weird basement arena with the GoPro attached to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is this like... And it's uh, like, yeah, we're streaming this on the internet. It felt very, like... I was going to say Taken, but have you seen Man of Tai Chi? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a fucking yeah. badass movie if you only haven't seen it. Yeah. It's definitely worth watching. Check it out. Uh, yeah, Keanu. We like Keanu looks, here. It, that's such a... That's, I won't go into it, but that... The story of that being made is like heartwarming too, but um, yeah. What was I gonna fucking say? Uh, got some dirty ass cops doing some dirty ass business, and maybe some even dirtier ass business going on with that. Uh, well, I'm not sure how dirty it was really, because that uh, weird cryo tube is supposed to help people heal. Like, yeah. they talk about people disappearing and experiments being conducted on them, but all that tube was ultimately meant to do is help people heal. Like That's true, but you gotta probably run through the kinks to get something like that working, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, clearly they are beta testing it on prisoners, but if they're using it on prisoners that are already injured to begin with or are volunteering... It, it doesn't quite smell as bad as like Jessica Jones being updated, up, updated, up, abducted, and then poked at and prodded, or, or in the case of the Purple Man's origin story, which was kind of, I can't remember if it was as grisly or a bit less. It was his own parents that did it to him. Yeah, but were they were they trying to fix something? Or were they just, um, or was it just our boy is the guinea pig? I want to say a little bit of both, but I feel like it was more that he was a guinea pig. They may have been trying to fix something. They were, they were definitely not especially sensitive about it. Like it did traumatize them. Yeah. God, yeah. talking like talking more about Jessica Jones reminds me of how brilliant it was. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing about each of these shows just is so refreshing. It's yeah. so original. It, they feel it, like nothing else. They they walk that line, same thing with these movies, of uh, letting them be their own thing, but them all still feeling like they're in the same world. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the so far consistently in every one of these series, they've refused to have a black and white villain. They're always very complicated. Yeah. Like, 
flawed in some ways you want to root for them in some ways even as disgusting as the purple man was it was like he, it made sense to find out how fucked up his childhood was yeah there were some moments with him that did seem like like there was a sadness to not necessarily him but what he was like you're looking at him like there's no way out of this for him like he can't not be like this yeah I mean, if you can, that's a crazy thing to, if you're 10 and no one can say, everyone does, has to do exactly what you say, and you, you never learn how to deal with disappointment. Yeah. And your, yeah, and your morality just kind of go, like, takes a shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they did a good job of showing how a monster can be created Mm -hmm. from anything. Yeah. And then, like, do um, uh, you want to talk about villains? You feel like you need to hug the fucking kingpin. <laughs> Even at, like, his evilest, he still seems really sad. Yeah, he's just, like, weird, awkward guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel that, that scene in season two when Matt goes and sees him and is, like, I think he's, like, threatening his woman. Yeah, well, yeah, he's threatening to yeah have her like deported or sent back or something, and then yeah, that's when that's when (laughs) Kingpin's fucking teeth show. Yeah, it's like that's when he gets like peak scary. Yeah, so far I feel like Luke Cage feels like the most pure hero Mm -hmm. out of everybody. Yeah, but even then, he's a bit reluctant. Yeah, he's just a reluctant hero, but the same like his he there's a little bit of Peter Parker thing going on with with pops. Yeah, great power, great responsibility. His motivations do maybe feel the most pure. Yeah, but it, yeah, he's not like because I mean, there's 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 a bit of grime to it. There's a lot of grime to Jessica. She's really messed up. Yeah, and kind of mean. Yeah, um, she, and she's damaged. She is damaged, and Daredevil, the the thing, like, Foggy's always getting mad at him about it, is, like, you get a kick out of this. Even yeah. if you're doing the right thing, you're getting yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting some kicks out of this, and it's kind of yeah, uh, kind of wrong. Yeah, and there's that shit with the, like, it's like, how low are you? Oh, like, yeah. you're going to come in there and start threatening people's family. Yeah, how far are you going to take this this crap? <laughs> yeah. And there's usually there's usually some sort of counterpoint to him. Whether it's like um whether it's a kingpin doing a lot of dirt for what seem to be good reasons or Punisher calling him a half measure. Yeah. Or Electra just killing for the hell of it kind of like taking the whole do it for kicks things to the utmost extreme (laughs) yeah I mean they kind of so in the first season of Daredevil obviously he fights the kingpin and at the end of the second one they up the ante with you know ninjas everywhere so he has a thing to fight and with Jessica I think they well they gave that dude nuke powers so she had a superpower beat down yeah and then, and then obviously, because the, the battle with 
the Purple Man is a little bit more of a psychological one. It's a bit more complex, considering but they, he's yeah. overpowered as fuck. Yeah, but they also found... I guess what my point is, they found a way to give her like a superpower fight. Oh yeah, I think doesn't doesn't what's her name? Her like friend. She she yeah. takes the uh, drugs the other guy was using and then has a reaction to him. Right. So we were talking about this before, but I mean, what do you think? Like, because like we were saying, Luke Cage is pretty unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I mean. He has friends and family, which I guess makes him Well, yeah, they're, they're kind of holding on to that right now, that uh, he's nigh on indestructible, but the people around him are extra squishy. Yeah. But that's that's part of the reason why I want a rival of some sort to show up, just so he there can be some sort of challenge there. Yeah. Who do you think they would bring in? Um, well... Stuff? Other than Tombstone, let me think. Uh, it's a bit tricky. I'm not as up on street-level villains as much as the heroes. Neither am I. Because that's the thing about the street-level characters is that you can just have them fighting criminals. Like, Punisher's only got a handful of uh, people in his rogues galleries that you could really call, like, villains or supervillains. Like, you got... Mm-hmm. You got Jigsaw, you got the Russian, and all of that weird shit. Um, I want to say there's an evil guy that runs around in the Punisher getup, but I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, not a whole lot there. Like, he's primarily just fighting criminals, mob bosses, and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, the Kingpin's a big one. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he, he's one of those uh, crossover characters. Like, you'll see him in Spider-Man, or you'll see him in, yeah, like, the uh, background of some other stuff. Like, he, he seems like someone that would pop up uh, <laughs> Luke Cage would have to deal with at some point or another. Uh, it would be great if we found out that Michael Keaton was playing Hobgoblin. Oh, shit. <laughs> Homecoming. It was the villain was actually... Vincent D'Onofrio was Kingpin, and they started a straight redoing the animated series. But <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then you have to get someone to play Smythe. <laughs> yeah. When I think of Smythe. Mullets, who do I think of? Van Damme. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> uh, that would look amazing, but uh, that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> The spot. <laughs> the fucking spot. Uh, <laughs> bless you. I'm trying to think because there's 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 a sweet spot that Tombstone hits that not every that I can't really uh, attach a whole lot of other villains to. Like, I mean, like Shocker could, but he feels like a bit too much for this. <laughs> yeah, too much, way too much. Well, mainly that suit. Well, there was a uh, a rumor that Bokeem Woodbine was playing Shocker in Homecoming. Hmm. So that'd be hmm. really fun. I'm I just like, really I happy like to that. see him in things. I, I'm I'm just glad Bokeem Woodbine has been folded into the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see him in stuff. 
Yeah. But do you think we'll even see... I mean, it's weird because we're four episodes in and, like, all we've heard is the name Diamondback. Mm-hmm. But do yeah, you think we'll might... see who or what this is? I think we are. I don't know if he's going to be anything big. It might just turn out to be, like, uh, the reveal with the Punisher where it was just an old military guy. Because I was mm. half expecting that, whoever that was, to be, like, a big-time villain. Hmm. Uh, it might yeah. just be a dude or a woman or you know just a person yeah I wonder if into you, think crime. We'll, you think we'll recognize them uh, I don't know either from the comics or from the because that's the other question I was going to ask is who do you want to see that we've seen already turn up in this show um, I know they're probably not going to do Daredevil, like you're probably yeah. not gonna have Daredevil in it. Uh, I think it wouldn't be. I think it's too soon after Daredevil to show us Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know that. Uh, Rosario I think we would have heard about it if he was in it. Yeah, we already know Rosario Dawson's gonna be in there. Right. Um. I kind of want to see. I don't know if they would do it, though. I kind of want to see Jessica. Yeah. I feel like the one person I don't really want to see, but that is most likely to show, would be Foggy. Yeah, I was thinking, like, Foggy and uh, the, the what's-her-name, since I think they're working together as of the yeah. end of Season 2. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. So, uh, it, it seems like the most likely to me, but it's also the the it it's the cameo I'm least interested in. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm more interested to see Carrie Ann's character just because I love her. Uh, but I just rewatched The Matrix one and mm-hmm. two the other day. She's great. She's great in Jessica Jones. But um, I like her and she's good. But uh, and the fact that I hate her character in Jessica Jones is a credit to her because she's playing yeah. a shit bag. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about it while I was watching this, and I was like, because at first I was kind of like, why don't they just have Daredevil show up? Like, why not? But then I thought to myself, like, well, that's what the Defenders is going to be, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been, I've been, I haven't really sat down and thought about what the Defenders is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be like this street level running right it's just going to be worlds intersecting and interweaving probably mm, yeah a lot mm-hmm. like it'll feel like more than cameos obviously yeah. but i don't know if they're going to be a team yeah it's not like they're gonna have matching outfits and like go beat well, the shit out well, of people in alleys together i mean not even like matching out just like there's not going to be defenders headquarters or <laughs> Yeah, like they're not all not. gonna like hang out inside and be like, okay, we're gonna coordinate this. I'm gonna do this, Matt. You're gonna defend this guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think in some ways, probably yeah, but I I understand what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. they're not gonna fucking pull up a. You're you're not you're not gonna get the Avengers back to back shot. <laughs> no, but uh. It will be, because that's what I've been wanting to see, right? 
they go to the police headquarters and I'm like waiting to see Mahoney. Yeah. But now that I'm realizing like Mahoney is Hell's Kitchen and they're in they're in Harlem. He's out of so, his jurisdiction. Yeah. Juris my diction. Sorry, like I said, I just watched the Matrix the other day. <laughs> but uh um Yeah, so shit like that. Uh but yeah, like so the shit I'm waiting for is like that's gonna happen in Defenders more so. Mm-hmm. But speaking of that, someone that did show up randomly was Turk. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot, like, I didn't completely realize. I was just like, that guy looks familiar. And then he's like, I need to go back to Hell's Kitchen. I'm like, oh, that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that one make, kind of... that one made sense, though. Yeah. It's like he runs but... out of Hell's Kitchen because he's tired of getting his ass kicked. And it's like, man, it's worse here. <laughs> yeah. I did like when him and Fish were playing chess. Mm-hmm. And then he just started playing dozens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This show's good. Yeah, it is good. I want to watch more. I am going to watch more. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's the other thing I was... Uh... Well, if you want to talk about recommendations... Oh, yeah. If um... you haven't already watched all of the... Uh... I hope you've already watched all the street-level Marvel shit, because we spoiled the crap out of it. Yeah. I'm going to have to put a warning at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, all of the Marvel shit, too. Uh, but two things I... So, my recommendations are coming along with a hopefully promise that the next time we talk about this show, Luke Cage will be on my show. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about those along with two 90s blaxploitation slash superhero exploitation films Meteor Man and Blank Man yes oh god yes if you haven't watched those go watch those oh I've been like I was trying I remember I was trying to watch Meteor Man like it was one of the last times I can remember being when we were living together Mm-hmm. And, like, it came on the TV, but, like, my jank-ass, uh, uh, the, 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 the digital antenna was fucking up. Mm. So I couldn't watch it, because I was, like, noticing, like, just how much of that movie was going right over my head as a little kid. Like, it, yeah. it basically, I didn't realize it had some important shit to say. I was just like, yay, black superhero guy. Yeah. So we'll do that. Cross-promoted. Oh I'm so pumped for that shit. <laughs> I, I guess Cause, we should... Because I love those movies. I love them too. I have a... There's a picture on my wall that I drew of Blank Man. Yeah. It's, it's great. I want some nunchucks. <laughs> Yeah, all of those movies. So yeah, we'll probably probably have us finish this show and then watch those movies and then we'll do an episode. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah, that'll probably be my next episode. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier in the show, but the uh, 
if you're enjoying this, check out the uh, noir miniseries they did for uh, Luke Cage. It's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, if you want to see black superheroes, I think all of these characters got pulled into the DC universe. Uh, all the characters under the uh, Milestone line. That was basically like black superhero universe, which included um, uh, Static. Um, do I have any more? Uh, you know, I'm not really up on my black exploitation movies. All the black exploitation movies I know have been like like post 90s responses mm-hmm. to 70s black exploitations like 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 uh black dynamite and shit. Mhm. Well that's that's that cartoon is hilarious. <laughs> I still haven't seen the cartoon. It's not bad. Yeah. Um Things that are unapologetically uh, black. Shaft. <laughs> I've seen Shaft. Yeah, Shaft. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is good. That movie is hella good. Yeah. Um, things that deal with the black criminal underworld. Mm-hmm. I would say set it off, but I haven't... I need to watch that. I haven't seen through. I haven't seen that in a, like a decade and a half. That, like Dead Presidents. Yeah. Same thing. I haven't seen that in so long. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> I thought of something. Juice. Ah, Juice. Juice is good. I know you hate it, but Baby Boy. Ah, No, don't watch that. Watch I, it. It's I don't good. recommend that. That is awful. <laughs> if you want to see the the worst of like black everything, yeah, go nuts with that one. Hmm. Um, I swear I had some in my head to mention. Uh, ah. Barbershop. <laughs> yeah, if you like if you like the barbershop scenes in this show. And just want to see them like all see like a whole movie of that, except as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Friday if we're gonna talk about Ice Cube. Oh yeah. That's that's another thing. That was Friday. That, literally, is like a day in the life. Yeah, movie feels very comforting to me. Mm-hmm, me too. It's just like. Walking around on the hood, you know. Mm. But um, another thing that I didn't really mention was that Friday. I mentioned Friday. It's, it's about it's about like a you know a black man is discovering what it means to really be a man, you mm-hmm. know. Like, kind of like. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. Just like you know what it means to pick up a gun. Mm-hmm. The hood, Potentially like falling into that trap that Pops was trying to keep kids out of. Yeah. Exactly. There's always a Pops character. Yeah. It's always an old black man trying to keep people out of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, 
I was thinking it'd be funny to see a, a story told where where there is a character like Pops, but the streets are really clean. And I want to get trouble. <laughs> so he's just out there yelling at kids for no reason. Yeah, give everybody pep talks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Got anything else to say? Uh, not really. You kind of did more of hosting the show than I did, which was a nice, mm-hmm. nice little break. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was excited. I just, there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I was really hyped on this. Oh yeah. I don't know. I was down. As a matter of fact, as soon as we finish this, I'm gonna watch more. Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch one more before I go to bed. I'm probably going to watch more than that. Yeah. I don't have to work tonight. I can do what I want. Yeah. I have to go... I'm going to do some work for my uncle tomorrow. Ah. Tear out a kitchen floor for him. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yes, the show is good, and I'll be sad when it's over. Mm-hmm. So I gotta find some other way to waste my life. <laughs> Jacking off. <laughs> Are we done? Yep. Hope that was fun, and uh, hope we get to watch the rest of it pretty soon. Well, I've already seen all of it, but. Uh, in more official capacity. Anyway, uh, let's get all this in before I potentially lose power. Special thanks, as always, to Submorphine, the creator of our opening theme, Synthetic Highway. If you want to check out the artists or find more music like what you're listening to right now, head on over to soundcloud.com slash submorphine. I should be having an O-R-P-H-I-N-E. Uh, special thanks also to the creator of our uh, promo theme, Squarium. This is why I stopped doing it this way. Anyway, uh, Anime Raku is the promo theme. Synthetic Highway is the But if you want to check out uh, uh, Squarium, get on to Facebook.com slash Squarium. There's Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also... Plug uh, Project Stick Part 2, which is at facebook.com slash Project Stick. Um, if you want to check out more of us, there's uh, we're on iTunes, Android, and Google Play. Um, at this time, I think the website is still down, but the off chance you're listening to this from the future, far off land of the future, the land of tomorrow. Facebook.com slash Radio. We're on Twitter at
Perspective Shows, Old Darkview Connection, Hyper 90s, Guys Breakdown, and NHUP Resurrection. I think that's everything now. Let's hope I can put this all together before the Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Well, I'm just saying how I feel. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the show yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day I'll have my revenge on you and Joe both. Let that be known. That's Virtual Fighter.